episode of the Off the Fine Podcast. This is Jack, joined by Trid, and we are your two hosts. And uh, today's episode is... This is the one. This is the one. This is all this about... This is the one. All about the trade deadline. We are of the week of the trade deadline, coming up on Thursday, and... Yeah, uh, we had a whole Kyrie podcast planned, and then, you know, shit just played out. Really fast, a lot faster than we we expected with that. Yeah, last night. The trade was uh Yeah. Sunday. Yeah, last uh, night. It was Sunday, midday. And we were about to record that podcast and I'm like, Okay, just kidding, we don't have to, I guess. So I mean the the ball is rolling and it definitely changes the landscape of the deadline. Absolutely. But I think I think we could just start with the Kyrie trade. Start with it, and then we'll just and then we the can ball move. will just. It's like it's a snowball effect. We'll just be able to keep going for like an hour or two. Who knows? Like there's just, it, it's really changed the landscape here. Well, let's um, let's summarize the deal for everyone. Uh, naturally, it was. I mean, well, first of all, I just want to say Kyrie's a big baby. Um, he is a baby back. Bitch. Locker room cancer. Even though I love his game. Cannot, the whole, cannot the deny whole his... I want out of Brooklyn thing. Because they won't pay me a con- $200 million. When I can't consistently show up and play is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. It's incredibly melodramatic. I don't know why he didn't just play out that year and had a good run with Kevin Durant. Probably increases his value in free agency. And instead, nope, just we're, we're going to go. We're gonna, I'm going to put the ball in Brooklyn's hand and let me let them send me wherever the hell they want to. It's ridiculous how he's been able to force, him, force his way out of Cleveland, out of Boston, and now out of Brooklyn. Um, every team he's been to, he's left them in the dust. Obviously, we've seen Cleveland be able to rebound and Boston as yeah. well. So he's on my he's on my list of bad teammates up there with LeBron James himself. Well, we'll talk about that video that came out today that he yeah. uh, that he was just in. very interesting. But I think so. Kyrie was traded alongside Markeith Morris to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, along with a 2029 first round pick and two second round picks. Um, I believe the second round picks are in 2027 and in 2029. Yep. So all these picks are at, like as late as you can in terms of which picks you can trade. 2029 is like the, so that, the that's good, that's good for Dallas. It's good for Dallas. Um, I think it's good for Brooklyn too. Well, it's an interesting what it says about Brooklyn, and I mean we can we'll get into this I'm sure in a bit. There's just so there's so many different top, like levels to this shit that we could just keep going into. But what I what I think it means for Brooklyn is, in terms of Kevin Durant, I really I mean I know teams are really checking on the availability and they want to see what what's going on with him. I think Kevin Durant's have a guy, he's gonna play out the year, and Brooklyn still sees themselves as you know as long as we got Kevin Durant in our team, we can go out there and compete and win games, and they're obviously in a sitting good position wise. Um, so I think they, they went with the move that could help them win now. You get Absolutely. Finney Smith, a guy that, a great fit in that team, 3 and D player. Great locker room presence. Dinwiddie, a guy that can get you, a guy, a guy that can be a bucket for your team. Absolutely. You know, he's, he loves Brooklyn. He's played there, played there for years. 
Um, so I, I think, because you look at the other trades, the Clippers offered two first-round picks as well. Or yeah, two first-round picks. And they offered Terrence Mann, which yep. was a guy I did not think they were going to put on the table. And it, Luke Kennard. I mean, Luke Kennard's really, I don't know how much he's even in the rotation. Right um, Luke Kennard is not in the rotation right now. He might have been hurt this year. He, uh, I'm not for sure about that. I just know he has not been in the rotation for the last like two to three games. But that's also just a uh, come All Star deadline time. If a player's not in the rotation that normally is, it's because the team's shopping him. Yeah. Same way, same thing. Why Bones isn't in the starting lineup and hasn't been for a little while. This is just a thing that happens. Yeah. So. I mean, you look at those two. Yeah, the picks are nice, but you look at the two players. Those really aren't guys that you can put around a rant and be like, yeah, go win now. I, mean, I, I think Terry nice, Manns is a nice player. Nice player, nice building block. But in terms of trying to get players that can still win, uh, the Clippers actually only – they did one first-round pick yep, and one two, two swaps. Two swaps. Um, and then the Suns offered up Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and an unspecified number of picks. And – the Lakers uh, did Russell Westbrook and two first-round picks. They were unwilling to add Max Christie and uh, Austin Reeves to that trade, or else that. I mean, they they didn't want to send him to the Lakers in the first place. I think Joe didn't want to send him there. J- Correct. Joe Sy basically so, said, "I don't want to send him to the team that he wants to go to." Out of spite, as he sh- as he should. Fuck him. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'd be pissed. And, um, I mean, it's like, we don't want, they don't want Russell Westbrook. He's on an expiring contract. And, like, it's just, if how, you're going to trade with Lakers, you better be ready to, like, I'm going to go and, if you, if I'm going to send you there, I'm going to get everything I possibly want. So everyone's saying that the, like, unlike to the NFL, the NBA is also scripted. How, how scripted of a moment would it be if Russell Westbrook was traded back to play with Kevin Durant? It just feel that just feels like a funny, just beautiful little <laughs> little NBA moment right there. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, the the Brooklyn Phoenix took, was interesting. To I wonder I wonder how Chris Paul Chris Paul feels after kind of being, being dangled. Yeah. Being dangled out in the open. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, the, uh, the I mean Brooklyn, Brooklyn they took they took the best offer. I'm glad. I think this is the best thing they could have done. Dorian Finney-Smith is a great three and D guy. And Dinwiddie yeah. is a dude that can handle the rock and go get you a bucket. I mean, not to the level of Kyrie, but still with on the that future level. Of, with the future of Kevin Durant dangling, I think Chris Paul at his age would have been, with the contract still left, I think that would have been... I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to do that. I, I could see the interest, but I, I also understand why it did, it did not work out. I think the Mavericks offer was the best. And... End of the day, that's why he's suiting up next to Luca. He's gonna wear the number two jersey again, donning that number two that we haven't seen since Cleveland. Um, well, I, a let's lot talk of, about the fit. Let's talk about yeah, the fit. I okay, so I think this definitely uh, hurts their floor and helps their ceiling. And yeah. I think this could be a total. This could kill. This could be so well. They can play off each other alike to that those twenty uh, mid twenty ten teams with LeBron and Kyrie, uh, with Luca being the LeBron side of things, and this oh, could totally I, work. But also, they can't be done yet. 
Dallas cannot be done making moves. No, I, I have, I have, a, I have, a, I have a, a tweet. I have a liked tweet that suggests who I think could be getting traded there. Okay, next. I have some ideas as well, so but, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that. But basically, um, I think this is this could work out great, but also it could not go great, and Kyrie could leave in free agency. And yeah. Then, and then where is Dallas now? You just because Dorian Finney-Smith was Luca's best friend on the team, widely documented. Their best defender by far. And their best defender by so, far. If if the whole thing is build a team around Luca, trading away your best defender, who is also his best friend, is a gamble. And if there's any player in the lead that has gamble stamped over themselves, it is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah. So this is just a very bold move. He can still go to the Lakers. For very all well. we know. I, I do like the aggressiveness in terms of on on court play, you can't deny the talent that Kyrie has. And I like it. I think it's a I I like the trade. I think it's bold. It's ballsy. Brooklyn still gets some some pieces at yeah, the end of the day. They, I, they, they'll stay competitive. They'll they'll get to the playoffs. The, Depends who their matchup is. I I, I think the writing's on the wall. I don't think Brooklyn's done yet either. I think the writing is on the wall for Brooklyn. If they're unable to get a Fred Van Vliet or another well, type, yeah, yeah, well, point there's guard. too many levels. We're let's we'll we'll get to that level next. Let's let's talk about. Let's focus on this Dallas fit. The Dallas side. Is, so we got. Here's their lineup, their projected starting lineup right now. We got Kyrie, Luca, Tim Hardaway, and I don't think Kleber's back yet. Kleber will eventually play their five, who's a good defender. But right now it's Dwight Powell, Dwight, probably Dwight Powell and JaVale McGee. No, Christian Wood. They're going to start Christian Wood. They'll definitely start Christian Wood. JaVale McGee hasn't started in so long. He's not Why did I see... Now. JaVale, or maybe it was Christian. JaVale is not starting. There's no way. No. He barely even plays. Which, I mean, this lineup, it's offensive, offense heavy. They're going to be a hard team to stop. You can no longer double Luka. I mean, you can't come. If they don't make a move, come playoff time, they'll get. They can't stay on the floor defensively. They, they can't stay on the floor. No, and that is. Uh, but in terms of just offensive fit, this definitely works, but they need to make another trade without a doubt. Um, what I mean in terms of I don't I don't know what else fit we can go on. I just think offensively it's gonna work, but they need to add someone else. Yeah, and I saw like people tweet about like, oh, this is such a huge asset like management disaster on Dallas's part because you could have paid Brunson that money, and you would have like, and he still is giving you All Star level production. And, and he's you younger. Keep, yep, and he's younger and reliable. But like, you, you can't you live can't, in the past. You can't well, live in the past. Well, also like. Let's be serious. The writing was on the wall. He's going to the Knicks. Yeah. His fucking dad was hired on the team. Like, he wanted a bigger role. He gets to go. I mean, the, despite the contracts being the same, he's going to the biggest sport, one of the biggest sports markets in the world. He's in the Mecca. Yeah. And he's their starting point guard. Like, come on. That pays. That's a kid's dream to be the starting point guard of the New York Knicks. He's, he was going to the Knicks no matter what. Come on. That's, so yeah. you can't even, I don't even think it's fair to even bring that argument in in a, in a fruition. I mean, it's just it's irrelevant. I think. I mean, they they. I mean, the the move, the other move, I really wanted them to consider making was a move for Pascal. I think that would have been a really good fit. Yep. And you know, Pascal's reliable. He's still like twenty eight. He's in his prime. I think the fit with Luca would have been really well. You have another ball handler, um, the guy you can run pick and roll, pick and pops with. Um, and Pascal is a gritty defender. Yes, he's a good defender. So it's like I that was the that was the move that I thought if they didn't. Do this. That was my that was my prediction. Like 
a star if he was available to go out and just go all in for. And I mean, they, they did what management did what they're supposed to do. They, they, they want to utilize Luca's window. They went after their star. They got one. And I mean, I think, so you look at like Dallas's options. You got to like, you still have picks and you still got some, I mean, you want to hold on to Josh Green unless it's. Yeah, Josh Green's role will definitely improve. Um, you want to hold on to him. He's your best young player. So I, I have a I have a player that uh is rumored to have ties to Dallas right now. Oh, I saw the like tweet. So Jared, I did see that like tweet. Jared Vanderbilt liked a tweet um, of some lofted apartment in downtown Dallas uh, in the last hour. And anything's possible. Jared Vanderbilt did not practice yesterday. I think the Jazz played a night, uh, but he did not he did not I mean, practice he, yesterday. He has been a name that's and Which I'm really surprised that Vanderbilt has been a name that's been so heavily talked about because the Jazz are rebuilding. I mean, Vanderbilt's still so young, and he's a, just a gritty, gritty winning player. I'm, I'm shocked that Utah is so... He doesn't fit with a Walker-Kessler frontcourt, is what it honestly is. They need yeah. more offense from that frontcourt, and Vanderbilt does not give that. But he's the I mean, perfect defensive Perfect fit for wing. Dallas. He's a point-of-attack defender. He's great off-ball defender. He's a good rebounder for his size. He's not a shot blocker that the Dallas Mavericks would need, but he's good at get, getting steals. Um, as close as you can get to a Dorian Finney-Smith on, on the defensive side. I think Dorian's a little more versatile in terms of guarding on the perimeter, and he obviously is a much better shooter. I don't know. Jerry Vanderbilt is pretty damn good. Like I watched him with, with the Wolves. He, he guarded every team's best player. You think he's like you? you I mean, I just like I just see him so much as like a paint, paint guy. I mean, on the on the wolves, he was the point of attack defender. If if Patrick Beverly was not guarding someone, it was always Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think, so I think he can do it. But then, the thing that everyone's saying about Vanderbilt is the likely scenario is that he, him, and Malik Beasley are a package. That that has that has been the talks mainly due to the fact of how little Jared Vanderbilt's contract is. He's making. I don't know, like two million a year. It's, or something. Yeah, it's so, it's he's still in like that rookie because he wasn't he a second round pick. Uh, yes. Or like a late late first round. Or I think, I think he was a second. I think he was a second round pick. He may have been. It might be. I'm so not, he's not making a lot of money. He's making. No, he he's not making a lot of money. So that's the whole. I mean, I don't think that's a, a necessary for him and Malik to be traded together, but um, we could. And they're saying Utah wants like a. First round. Yeah, they want a first for every one of their players. That's just that's what Danny Ainge is going to start with. Um, I don't know if the Nuggets can trade another first round pick right now because they have picks going out to the Knicks from that KP trade. Um, I think I think I, we can't we can't spend a whole twenty minutes talking just about Kyrie. So I think we can move into some of. Well, we still got to get into the levels on Brooklyn's side, but um, I would say for like in the other thing with Dallas. I mean, another, like, name that I kind of like. I don't think the Clippers are going to trade, like, a Roco-type player to Dallas when they're competing. Yeah. Clippers are going to give them exactly what we need. A guy like Torrey Craig would be beneficial to Dallas, but Phoenix is not going to give Dallas exactly what they want. Like, they just they need to find one or two guys, for sure one, that's going to, like, they need to find that, like, that Jared Vanderbilt, Finney Smith-type player. So in, in the playoffs, they can be like, hey, you go guard Kawhi. Hey, you go guard LeBron. 
Um, that just that just needs to happen. That's high because, praise. That's high praise. Thinking LeBron's gonna make it to the playoffs. Yeah, just just <laughs> just you know hypotheticals. Hypothetically, um, I absolutely do not. But I think if if they don't find that guy. It's not. I think they're just not gonna be able to hang. And that's why this team, I think, this lowers their floor and raises their ceiling because, like, this could be so potent offensively that you can't stop it. Yeah. But, but they have to also guard on the other side of the. Kyrie ball. and Luca can go for forty, Kyrie, but they still might lose. Kyrie's not. Kyrie. I think I saw something that Kyrie. They might give up one fifty. Kyrie's a better defender than Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, he is. Spencer Dinwiddie's the bottom of the league in terms of net rating. So Spencer Dinwiddie was like is like bottom ten. It's really just losing Dorian that's the big thing. So yep. if we want to switch over to Brooklyn, I, Brooklyn is still rumored to have some new. So, okay, so the whole thought was that they were gonna keep this trade unofficial and try to rope Fred Van Vliet into getting routed to Brooklyn, but the trade was just finalized an hour ago, so that is not yep. happening. They can still they can still move Dinwiddie. Yes, but I'm just saying it's not going to be a three-team deal yeah. like how th- those three-team deals are constructed. I think they still want to try to get... I heard they're interested in Pascal. I heard they're interested in Fred. I don't know how it works with Pascal in terms of... From from what I've seen, from what I've heard around other NBA sources, is the Pascal trade is the most unlikely Raptor to be traded amongst those four guys. It's, that yeah, it's more shopping. of a trade that needs to happen in the offseason just due to money and the package that needs to get put I mean, together. Pascal for like is Toronto. Like I just don't think they're like if they're gonna I mean, ship away if, Pascal, if like, they're they, blowing it. If up. they trade Fred and OG, then it's yeah, trade Pascal as well. I don't think they would do it right away. I just don't. I, I don't know if they can do it right away. Their, their GM is just not that kind of guy to just to ship, like, ship everyone but away. Fred and OG are very much on the block. Especially they've, they've been funneling a lot of calls for both of them. Because I guess we're kind of going to Toronto now, too. I guess we're kind of just naturally transitioning into that Toronto. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, the only thing about Brooklyn is I will say I think the goal for this year is to still make another move to keep this team competitive. Well, it's yes, but it's to keep Kevin Durant from wanting out this summer. I mean, that's really that's really all it that, is. That that might be a ship that's sailed already. Sailed already. I think it very I, I my honest I think Brooklyn is screwed. I think they I are think, too. I think Katie's out. I just don't think the the Katie trade will I know Boston like people are talking about Boston Jalen Brown. I don't. And Jalen Brown's out with an illness tonight. Mm-hmm. I just, I still don't think. I, I would be so upset if they did that. I know. I just don't like. I do not like that trade. I, I, lo- I'm a, I like Jalen Brown a lot. I love Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum together. They made it to the finals last year. You gotta keep. You gotta have faith they can go back. I don't know. I don't know why you would throw that to the wind just for Kevin Durant. I don't like the fit of Tatum and Durant. To be completely honest, I don't. Eh, I'm not crazy about it, but yeah, I, I don't think there's any. I mean, people can talk about what does this mean for KD. Yada yada yada. I just I think there's no way in hell a trade is happening for Kevin Durant midseason. No, I mean he's injured right now, so I don't even know the logistics of. You can't really trade an injured player anyway. Well, he's not like injured for the rest of the year. I mean, yeah, you can. No, yeah, you, you can. really you like. Tra- I I when it was last injured players do not get traded. I mean, Kevin Durant's out for another two weeks to this point. I know. I'm just. I'm just like. It's just there's physicals and the things you have to pass. I just know trading injured players is not. It rarely happens. Yeah, I think it's an it's an off season move if it's going to happen. But I so I think Brooklyn just wants to make moves to keep the team competitive, 
They could land a Fred Van Fleet. I mean, Ben Simmons is untradeable. They're stuck with that. But according to the rest of the league, that there's absolutely no trade value there. Quote unquote, they're paying thirty million dollars for a backup center. Yeah, honestly. So. Um, but you know, they're I think they're hoping they can land a Fred type player or something like that. Um, or I know they have. They're interested. Brooklyn's interested in every Toronto player. Yeah. OG as well. Um, they hope you know they 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 want to try to make a playoff run as they should as long as Kevin Durant's on the team. I think you definitely push you push make try to get the pieces to put something decent together to give him a little bit of hope. And I mean, I think the ship sailed. I think he's gone this off season, but but yeah, I mean, transitioning to Toronto. I think Toronto's really interesting. So they have the four players they're looking to trade are Pascal Siakam, Fred VanVleet, OG Ananobi, and Gary Trent Jr. The one that is the most blue chip of all these assets is definitely OG Ananobi. And the, the two teams that have stood out the most in terms of NBA rumors are Memphis and New Orleans. Yep. But from what it's looking like... I, mean, I think everyone wants OG. From what it's looking like, I think New Orleans is edging out Memphis in terms of a trade partner purely because of the Memphis, draft capital Memphis that New Orleans has. Memphis doesn't trade. That's the thing, too. Memphis doesn't make trades. And Memphis doesn't make trades. They like their young guys. They traded, I mean, they traded away Kyle Anderson. Well, they let Kyle Anderson walk. And they Melton. traded D'Anthony Melton to let their young guys play. So they seem to be a team that are invested in growing through the draft and not through trades. I mean, despite losing 9 of 10 and John Morant and the crew are pulling out Blicky's postgame. But... Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> I don't... That's an interesting one. Um, um, you know, so yeah, Memphis has lost 9 of 10, though. You think... They're the only team in the top 10 of the West to have a neg- to have a under 500 record versus the West. And I thought they weren't supposed to be afraid I of I think Memphis needs to do something. I, I and mean, they have all the pieces to do it. I don't think they need to. I think they're just going through a slump. This happens to good I teams. Think, I think they need to. I would, I would personally... OG would be a perfect fit in Memphis. Trade yeah. Dylan Brooks and a young player or two. I think they'd be really picks. hesitant to let go Brooks. I know. I just the league just hates Dylan Brooks. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you can keep Dylan. Brooks. I don't think Dylan Brooks would be involved in the trade, and maybe he is. I mean, I guess that would make. I don't know if you're gonna bring Dylan Brooks off the bench. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't. Mm. But I mean, they have the draft capital. All the young guys get done. But like you said, you know. Memphis in the past has never traded their young guys. They like developing through the draft. I mean, even though they could trade like a Zaire Williams, David Roddy, picks. But though that's not that. I would rather have Dyson Daniels and the Lakers, I would too. and the Lakers pick. I would too. Like if I if I was that's GM, an enticing. I mean, much better. And you by doing that, you like. I mean, the thing with New Orleans, I know they have Trey Murphy, who they love, and I know they don't want to get rid of him. No. But like Dyson Daniels, I think is going to be a good player in this league. And Dyson Daniels is such a like a Toronto defensive guy that will maybe learn how to shoot. Like that is yeah. literally all Toronto. Um, and been. then you, I mean, you if if Fred gets shipped out, you kind of have your future point guard that you can develop. So I think that's really enticing for Toronto. And you throw in a pick or two. Um, you throw in the Lakers pick, and I mean, I think just Dyson Daniels and the Lakers pick. And maybe a pick swap or two. You'd ha- you'd have to do multiple first round picks. Two, I the think, Lakers, I think the Lakers pick is gonna be pretty nice. You could do two unprotected plus Dyson Daniels, and that might get it done. That should get it done. Might have to throw. 
That's, might have to throw in a second round pick or a pick swap on top of it. That's OG. That's kind of like those are the the main team. I mean, like the Knicks are also interested in OG, but the Knicks the Knicks got the Knicks could definitely put together a package too. I don't like Quentin Grimes picks Fournier. Yeah. Um, Fournier's not even playing, so I mean that would make. I know sense. they're trying to get rid of him. In Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish would be an interesting one. I mean, I think just Quentin Grimes and. Picks alone, it should be enticing. It's it really just depends on what the Raptors want. Do they want young players? Do they want picks? Do they want both? In you terms know, of picks, I think the Pelicans have the best. Yeah. The best. Um, just because of that that Lakers pick. Yeah, and then in terms of players, I mean, I Dyson Daniels, Quentin Grimes. Um, I, like I said, I think there's no way in the hell the Pelicans throw Trey Murphy. On the table. I would be very shocked if they threw Trey Murphy in there. I'd be very shocked as well. Well, I think, um, I think if there's... I really like the Fred any, Van Bleet stuff. Any sleeper teams you have for OG? Sleeper teams for OG? I don't know. I If if I had, like... It's tough. It is tough. I really... I just think New Orleans would be really cool. Um, they need them. I feel like a trade of this magnitude, they're going to do a... Not within their same conference. Usually, these big trades don't happen to rivals or to anyone nearby. That's why mm-hmm. the Knicks don't really make sense. Um, so that's why I mean Memphis and New Orleans, both teams in the West, but with Memphis's energy towards trades, I would just feel that New Orleans would be like a perfect, perfect spot for him to go. Three and D guy that can slot in between Zion and Brandon Ingram. I think I think I think New Orleans would be the best, but if in terms of sleeper, I mean I feel like you just gotta probably should just keep the Knicks in mind, but I don't think that would ever happen. How about you? Mm-hmm. Could I could be stretching it. Um, could Denver make something happen? I would be. I don't Picks, know. Picks Bone Thailand, maybe throwing like KCP. I like KCP, but I mean, you know, yeah, OG's much better. I don't, I, I don't know. That's there's no re- um, there's no reporting to that. That's just plain GM. Uh, Brooklyn, I don't know if Brooklyn. Brooklyn's shown interest, but I also think that picks. I also just don't. Brooklyn, I don't Cam think Thomas. I don't think Brooklyn should be making trades like that right now without knowing what Kevin Durant's gonna do. I agree. I think that's just bad, bad uh, asset management, general managing, or or can Dallas just. Make another move. <laughs> Can Dallas just make this move? I don't. I think Josh Green would have to be on the table. They're, yeah, they. I, Josh Green would have to be on the table. I don't. They don't have the ability to trade that many first round picks. So I don't think Dallas would be an idea. I'd like to move from OG to Fred VanVleet. I really want to see Fred make his way down to the Clippers. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, they went in for Kyrie. They need a point guard. Clippers, I mean, clip the Clippers make a move at the deadline every year. So I'm definitely expecting some sort of move. They desperately need a point guard. It's either like Mike Conley or Fred VanVleet if you're looking at the Clippers. Yeah, it's just tough because, you know, you do have to pay Fred this offseason. And he wants that full max extension. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers, like, have been willing to pay guys. That is the thing. Um, there, I mean, the window between of Paul George and Kawhi is closing. I think like that's the final. We're all in. Move. We're all in. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, and I think Fred works great with those guys. 
And and if it and if it all crashes and burns, burns down, Fred Van Vliet on a fresh contract is definitely able to be traded. Yeah. If they had if they had to then give up on that. Cause you look. Oh my God, Reggie Jackson. I saw a clip of Reggie Jackson playing defense against the Knicks the other night. He looks like he is just. He's. John Wall. John Wall looks like he's gonna be out soon. So I definitely see the Clippers making a move for a point guard. They have to. If it's not Fred Van Vliet, it's gonna be Mike Conley. I bet it'll be Mike Conley. Which uh, is like a perfect veteran fit for that team, honestly. Well, it's looking like I Fred Van Vliet. I think is gonna get traded. He just changed his agent. He's in the process of changing his agent, which doesn't always mean that you're, you know, going to be moving. But it usually means something that you're you're switching shit around. So I could definitely see because you got to get something for him if you're Toronto, and I don't think they want to pay Fred VanVleet. No, um, I just after the season he had another guy, um, Gary Trent Jr. He can go anywhere. He can really go anywhere. I don't see Pascal getting traded. I think he's going to stay in Toronto. Um, well, how about we move into... I mean, I just don't know if anyone... I mean, there's... I don't know if anyone could put together the package for Pascal in the short amount of time that we have. I think that's kind of just... It's an off-season move, like Kevin Durant, if anything. I Yeah, I just... I don't see it happening right now. It's... Even though the Raptors are a, a dumpster fire when it comes to team success, I think it's just too. Ooh, Cleveland would be like a kind of Masai, sneaky OG team. Masai, um, well, yeah, but the, I don't, I don't think they have. They gave all gave, they gave away all their picks for Donovan Mitchell. So, and what are you gonna trade Dylan Windler and and Ricky Rubio? Seti, he's a star. Um, well, I think I'd like to. I think I think Bones Highland is an interesting guy. So, well, Bones, yeah, Bones is is out, is gone. He's he's been getting. It's DNP'd. just a matter of where and when. He's been getting. This is interesting though. So Bones has been getting DNP'd from the Nuggets. Um, little little tidbit of information: the Nuggets have the uh, sixth highest scoring offense, and Bones is fifth on their team in scoring, right around twelve points per game. And he's the only guy off the pine who can go out and get a bucket on his own for the Nuggets. So. If you're gonna trade Bones Highland, you gotta get someone that can sh- shoot the ball and s- score three pointers. Well, it sounds like they want defense. Yes, but I and like some of like the, the names that have been floated around are Alex Caruso, Nasir Not Little, um, in Portland, and then there has been word of potentially Torian Prince or Nas Reed from Minnesota, and. I don't. I don't personally see Minnesota making any trades before the deadline, purely based upon the fact that Cat is still out, and I just don't know why you would give up solid rotational pieces for a, another ball-heavy guy that doesn't play defense. Like we have that problem with D'Lo right now. I don't know why you would go out and go get a Bones Highland. No, Jordan McLaughlin. Is a good backup. And McLaughlin just got back, so I don't see any Minnesota trades happening. But I would like to see Bones Highland go somewhere you, else. You don't see Nas Reed being traded at the deadline. I don't. With Cat, with Cat's injury, like he's still out indefinitely. There's no word on that. I think if Cat was if Cat played last night and he played the last week, I could see Nas Reed getting flipped for a first round pick. But with, with his 
injury questions still so much up in the air. Yeah. I don't know how you can trade yeah, away. Yeah, I your, saw the bo- like the what bones if you if you to... lose Rudy Gobert then what? Is Luke Gar like Luke Garza is getting heavy minutes now? He's him. He, Luca I love Luca. <laughs> uh I do want to see Bones get traded though. He's a fun player to watch, busy Bones. Um I think I mean they've been playing Christian Braun. Braun's at, nice. Braun. I like Braun. Braun is a nice rotational piece. He just yeah. like he makes plays. I don't know how many was he a one and done because he makes plays. No, he played four years yeah. at KU. Yeah, he makes plays that like this guy knows basketball. Yeah, he's a great cutter. He's High a solid, IQ guy. solid defender. He's a good energy guy. Um, I think they just they just like him a lot more than than Bones. He's averaging like he's averaging like ten a game off the pine. And uh, yeah, so, I mean Denver's one of the worst defenses in the league. I I think they just need more rotational guys that can. I mean, watching. I, could D up. I went to the Nuggets Wolves game on Sunday night, and watching DeAndre Jordan play basketball. Oh, it's horrible! Is just like he's like out there hugging guys, fucking around. Like he <laughs> he just like it's he's not a he's not that Clipper DeAndre Jordan that we once saw. Uh, let me throw out another name, and let me just hear what your instant reaction is and where you think he'll go. Jay Crowder. Who knows where Jay Crowder's going? Who knows they even get a Jay Crowder deal done at the deadline? I mean, I think, I think like Miami going him going back to Miami would be like a would be a nice fit. Uh, I know Chicago had interest. Um, I know. I mean, it's, it's like who wouldn't have interest in Jay Crowder? The Knicks have also been a team that have shown interest. I just, I mean, the Bucks offer of whatever they're. It was like Serge, Serge Ibaka, George Hill. George Hill, and like four second round picks or whatever it was. Like that was declined. I think Jay, I mean, I just, you know, you just hate to see players that are solid pieces to a playoff team just like not get NBA minutes. So I, I think just, Milwaukee or Miami are the two most likely destinations if I had to make. Yeah, two Make a te- guess. Two teams that missed that PJ Tucker type player, but PJ Tucker had success for and both Jay those knows teams. the Miami system. He's, he was on that finals team. He was huge on that finals team. Yeah, he was their starting power forward. Yep, and he, I mean he was able to when guarding LeBron, he was able to give Jimmy breaks. It, it was, yeah, he was a huge. He was a grit and grind. He's he's a grit and grind of any team. Milwaukee kind of like has it's shown this season. Milwaukee desperately needs. That P.J. Tucker-type presence again. All right, so another another player, um, Jordan Clarkson. Where do you think he'll, he'll end up? Again, like I don't know. Um, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything online in terms of teams that are really interested. But it makes no sense to keep him because he doesn't want to sign the extension. Um, so I don't know why Utah would hold on to him. Yeah, okay. How about Malik Beasley? Malik, every team that's going to be in the playoffs should have interest in Malik Beasley. Yeah, again, it's just one of those he's one of those guys that... Who knows who's going to meet that level that Danny Ainge is asking for. I mean, he's got a player option next year. Team. Team option. So, yeah, they get him for one more year, so I don't see why, why you wouldn't... Like, any playoff team wouldn't go out and go get him. All right, another guy. Do you think Russell Westbrook is on the Lakers next week? Yes. Yes? I'm going to say yes. I don't think they will get another deal done. I don't think they have... 
So you should check out this LeBron video that just came out. He did an ESPN interview, and basically he's talking about how he's really disappointed that his team did not make a trade for Kyrie Irving. And basically he said, or I think maybe Windhorst said that. But basically it was like he really wished the team would have done something about it. And uh, but then he quickly was like, "But I'm ready to go back with my guys, and I'm." Yeah. So once again, LeBron is caught airing out his teammates at a trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a good look for. I mean, we saw what it did to that young Lakers team, with Lonzo and Ingram, and Kuzma. It was, Kuzma's talked about it. Like Lonzo's talked about, like the locker room just got. Really uncomfortable. I mean, have you seen that video already? Like, maybe it was a month ago, and it was like, they just got a win, and LeBron was like, yeah, we did that. And then Russell came in out of nowhere, and he was like, you know, win or lose, let's just have fun out win, there. Win, jar, lose, yeah. let's have fun. Yeah, and, and then, like, the whole locker room just went quiet, and no one said anything. I mean, I think there's been locker room problems the entire season. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if... I think the only shot Westbrook getting moved would have been for this Kyrie situation. So I don't know how Westbrook is going to get out of there without. Uh, I, I, I feel like he, he'll be on the team in a week, which is like LeBron's about to be the highest scoring player in NBA history and still got to just play with these bums. I mean, he wants to be in L.A. Like he signed the extension. I mean, he knew he knew what little assets they've had. Yeah. Um, okay, I got another got another name for you, um, Cam Reddish. Where do you where do you think he'll end up? Somewhere for a second round pick. Somewhere. I I just can't believe this dude hit a game winner in his first game. He played I don't in think season. Cam Reddish is bad. I don't know he why. He had a game. What he had a game winner in his first game. Is that he with played. Cam Reddish. He doesn't play. He does not play. There's got to be something deeper we just don't understand about Cam Reddish and why he just doesn't get played anywhere. He was playing well with Atlanta, and then he got shipped to New York. And Thibodeau has reluctantly chosen to not play him. So I mean, Derrick Rose doesn't get minutes on that team. Evan Fournier doesn't get minutes on that team. I mean, Fournier, I mean, it, any package that the Knicks do with the deadline, Fournier will be included. Cam Reddish might just be a straight straight up for a second round pick or he gets included in that package. I don't, I don't know why if you're not like a like a rebuild like well, if you're Houston, why don't you throw out a second round pick for that? I would I for Cam Reddish, I would for sure. Or uh, just another team of that caliber, I don't know the Thunder or the, the Magic Hornets or the Horn- Hornets. I don't know why the Hornets don't throw a second round pick for Cam Reddish. I mean, they want a first round pick for Plumley. Yeah. Plumley is a is a guy that's He has had a right? he's had a career year. Shooting jumpers with his offhand, and he's he's something. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a paint presence. He's he's a paint beast. Um, so I did been a double double guy that guy this year. So there's this other thing newly reported today. Kevin Love is no longer in the rotation. He's on a twenty nine million dollar expiring contract. Does he get moved at the deadline? Um, or is it more of a buyout situation? Because I mean, twenty nine. If he gets bought out, I could put money on it. He's going to the Lakers. I could, yeah, I would see that too. Twenty nine million is just a lot of contracts. It's crazy because he won six. He was like in line to win sixth man of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, age changes everything, and he's probably lost a step. I don't know. It's it's really fresh. Um, I haven't heard anything definite in terms of if he's gonna get moved or not. 
Don't know if he, who wants him at his age, um, expiring contract. It would have to be for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, but also it has to match money, which is that's the what makes part. yeah it's the hardest part. Is like a lot to get out of there. It might, if anything, it's it's he sits for the rest of the year. Or he's a locker room guy, or it's a buyout situation. Okay. Buyout has been floated. All right, let's stay in the East. Um, I only have one other player in the East that's kind of a standalone. Matisse Tybal. Oh wait, wait, let's keep it in the Philly. See that Furkman Korkmaz just requested, demanded, demanded a trade. Demanded trade, averaging three points and one and a half boards a game. I love it. I love that's, it. That's 2023 demanding trades. I love it so much. It's so hilarious. Okay, so Matisse Tybal was all defensive team, uh, second team last season. And he doesn't play. Now he doesn't play. He's a name that you would think the Mavericks would be interested in. I know he has zero offensive upside, but you got to get someone that can defend. Yeah, I mean, you got to get someone that can defend. He's a name that definitely I could see Dallas being into. Um, I like that. I like that for Dallas, honestly. I mean, you, you, you just got to get guys that can go out and defend at this point. You're, you're set offensively. I mean, if you get a guy that can do both, play, can shoot threes and play defense, that's great. Um, yeah. Other, but that's not happening. You, you have to trade first round picks to get three and D guys. Yep. Matisse. Just D. I think he's. Hopefully he can get him for pennies on the dollar. So I did mention about, uh, uh, back on the Timberwolves, we can, you know, Nas Reed, Torian Prince. Don't think they'll be getting moved. I think it is the same for expiring contracts. Jalen Noel and D'Angelo Russell as well. I don't um, see. I know there's so much D'Lo talk. I I don't see it happening. He's he's playing really well right now. I I just don't see the Timberwolves making any big kind of. I could maybe see a Jalen Noel trade, but I you know I don't know what that would really be. Um, if I had to, if I was a betting man, I know Tim Connolly is huge on making moves, but I don't know. There's just so little sellers. I just don't know what kind of player you'd really want if you're the Timberwolves. So I don't see the Wolves making any moves. How do you feel about the Bulls? I mean, you got a plethora of guys. Kobe White, Zach Levine, Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan. All have kind of been in trade rumors. I don't do think you... the Bulls are going to do anything crazy. I know so... Zach Levine, they're not going to trade him. He just signed his new deal. Um, he's the youngest of the, of the core three guys. I don't see him getting traded. I think they're honestly going to re-sign Vooch okay. next offseason. Um, I mean, Vooch has had a really good year. The Bulls want to stay competitive. Um, they, they don't want to go through the rebuild again. It just it just happened. We felt like we just kind of got out of the rebuild phase. The guys that they've mentioned to look at, I mean, obviously, of course, the whole Kevin Durant thing started up in the Tony Q coach jersey. <laughs> um, but, like, I know... They're even reluctant to trade Kobe White because Kobe's starting to play really well. And, I mean, he's still really young. And, he, like I said, he's starting to – he's been looking pretty good. So, they're honestly even reluctant to trade him. DeMar, I, De, I don't – I think there's no way. I just – I do not think they're trading DeMar. And, I mean, the, the names that have been brought up are Bones Highland – Terry Rozier, Mike Conley. They want another ball handler that can kind of, kind of – I mean, Io is not really a purebred point guard. He starts, but he's kind of more of an off-ball guy. He hasn't really developed into the ball handler. 
pure point guard than they need. So they they really trying to go out and get another ball handler right right now. Drummond's been a guy that's been talked about getting shipped off. I they said in terms of Caruso. Um, they have to be blown away for a Caruso offer. So like two first round picks. I mean, which is, I, I don't think they, they would get that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know who's really going to trade two. First I don't round think picks. the Bulls are going to do anything crazy. All right. So both of our teams are staying quiet. Um, so I guess just kind of stay on the update side of things. Jared Vanderbilt is out tonight. Um, he's not playing. So by the time we post this and this is live, Jared Vanderbilt might be on a different team. Um, just Give me. Let's go over some teams that need to be buyers and sellers at the deadline. I mean, we kind of already talked about some teams, but is there any like more teams you could really think of that you think are going to be looking to buy or sell? I mean, the teams that like I think. Teams that just need to switch things up. I think the Hawks really need to make some moves. Uh, they were they are interested in OG as well. I think the Hawks just like they have assets. I think they could sell and be buyers, do a little bit of both. I don't think they need to. I still want to see Cleveland go out and get a three, a, a solid three. Milwaukee, I think they're pretty fixated on Jay Crowder. I think that's gonna be the the guy they really put the chips in for. Uh, the Knicks are always kind of hovering around, make like kind of talking about making moves. I think they're gonna be in that OG sweepstakes, very much in it. If if there's if there's two teams that I think are for sure gonna make a trade, it would be uh, dumb dog. It'd be the it'd be the Hawks and the Heat. I think both those teams yeah are gonna, are gonna make a move. Um, Miami's definitely on the rise, but they're always a team to watch out for. I know that. They, they're open to moving Kyle Lowry. That is a name that is being brought up very heavily. Um, and that's definitely another candidate for the Clippers. Absolutely. absolutely um, I just don't know who really wants. Kyle Lowry just has not been able to stay in the court really well the last couple of years. In the start of the year, they should have put up some heavy minutes on his body. Yeah, um, like he's by aging. Christmas, he was like leading the league in, NBA, in, in the NBA. And then yeah. By Christmas. And, I mean, he, his age and the money you owe him is just kind of tough. Tough. It's a tough contract to move. Definitely a tough it's one. It's not to impossible, move. but I just don't know where the interest lies in Kyle Lowry. I think the Clippers and Mike Con- Conley and um, Fred Van Fleet don't quite work out would be very interesting, but. But yeah, I mean, if there's any just big sellers, I think the Raptors Toronto should sell. Pretty, yeah, Toronto pretty much controls um, the market. I, f- I, don't know, I don't know why the Pacers are still holding on to Buddy and Miles Turner. Well, but we, the, the, the big smoke, I think, is Orlando and Fred Van Fleet. Because there is, there is a lot of smoke that the Fred, uh, like Orlando Magic are willing to pay Fred Van Fleet this offseason. Yeah, they have. They definitely have the money to be able to afford it. I think it'd be a good move. They want to start building a winning team around Paolo. Yeah, and there's this no, kid's. This kid's legitimate. You gotta. You gotta start sooner than later. They do. Have, they are pretty guard heavy, but a lot of those guys can come off the bench. I don't think any of them like are yeah. have proven that they are starters. I I do love Markel Fultz, but I don't know if he's proven. You have the Pacers who dropped or wore at five at one point in the year, dropping down to eleven. 
They just gave Miles Turner that extension. You can still trade him. You can definitely still still trade him. You, I think a team like Charlotte would be really interested. Um, I mean, who else? Like, I mean, really needs. I mean, those bottom teams are tough. I don't see the bottom teams really making moves. I think the Magic could sign Fred VanVleet in the offseason. I don't think that needs to be a trade. I think if there's just buyers, you got to look in that like that five to ten range in the East. And I just think. Well, do you think? I mean, the Pacers were being discussed about a trade, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner. You I, think, you I think don't know they why stay? they. I don't know why they don't. I really don't know. I don't know why you just don't. You should just build it. You should. Because the reality is setting in for the Pacers that they just aren't a good team. Well, it's like and like they don't have to suck. I'm not saying they need to like tank, but like if you trade these guys, you can get some picks, get some young, young players, and build around Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin. Like build around this young team that you have. I don't know. Like, I don't know why you don't trade Buddy Hill for a first round pick. Exactly, Buddy Hill should totally be done. Um, Miles Turner, I know. Like Miles is still young. I think maybe a deal gets done in the off season, or I don't. I don't know about. I haven't heard any Miles Turner smoke or Buddy Hill smoke even. No, no smoke in in a long time. But no. like, I think at this point, you're just like, team is just you guys. They've been not doing well. Over the last like month, no, they're two and eight in their last ten. Well, if we move over to the West, those are kind of our East buyer, buyer and sellers. I don't know what the Lakers can do. To be honest, I don't know what's left for them to do. The Lakers are in a tough spot. Um, I still, I mean, we we floated the OG to the Thunder yep. idea a little bit ago. I still think that's fun. I don't see the Thunder making that trade this right now. Maybe next year. Well, yeah, like a lot of people have said, they're they're a draft. Day team, totally. their next trade deadline team for making big splashes. Besides that, I feel like we should see the Jazz as sellers. Yep. Um, Pelicans should be buyers. Warriors, uh, yeah, Steph out for another multiple weeks. I don't, I don't see the Warriors. It's they're, tough seeing the Warriors make a move. I don't know what moves they necessarily can make. Yeah, they're they're a tough spot. Um, I mean, could they go and get like Bones Highland? I don't know. I don't think he fits their system. Coming off the bench? I don't maybe. I just don't think they that. they their bench desperately needs scoring. Desperately needs scoring. Yeah, I just I I think it's I like the idea in terms of just like the scoring piece. I just don't know if Bones really Bones, Jordan Poole, like how many guys are we gonna put on this team that might play at the same time that can't defend? Yeah. Like that's tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mavericks, they just already swung. I don't see they the They're going to keep swinging. I don't see the Wolves making any moves. Phoenix is... The Suns have definitely an opportunity to be buyers. I mean, they should sell Jake Crowder and get something. Um, I think the Kings will stand pat. I think the, I think Grizzlies... the Kings stand pat. I don't think the Kings do anything desperate. I think the Grizzlies will probably think... stand pat, too. I think they stand pat. I mean, I mean, OG... I mean, they could get it. Who knows? Maybe Sacramento can be a sneaky team. In the OG sweepstakes, it'd be it'd be it'd be a game changer for them. I think whoever gets OG is gonna be a lot big, better. The biggest winner of the year. I think he's of, going to a West team. I think we're kind of on board with that. I think he's gonna go to somewhere in the West. I, I think it's gonna be come down to the Pelicans and Grizzlies bidding war. I think New York, the Knicks will get in on I it. I think the Thunder should also be in that conversation. I don't think an OG trade is gonna happen this week. I'm just, I just don't think that's going to happen this week. So you think he's going to be on the Raptors Friday night? I think I think a lot of the Raptors. I think if there's going to be any trades, I think... Fred Van Fleet to Gary, Clippers? Gary Trent Jr. and I think Gary Trent Jr. is for sure traded. Like, Gary Trent Jr. is for sure traded. 
He's 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 twenty four, expiring deal. I don't know if they want to resign him. He I, wants he wants a decent amount of money too. I could see them shipping him off and I mean you'd have to get Gary Trent, I think it's a pennies in the dollar player. I think they'd like if they because if they trade Gary Trent Jr., they can give OG a bigger role in the offense next year, and maybe that could be enough to convince him to stay. That's kind of my thought process. I mean, but then you're just repeating the same. You're just repeating the same thing. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's not a. It's a. They're not. They're, a they're. They're. They're not good. I mean, that I, you I'm have saying, to like I'm wave the bu- towel at one well, I'm point. I'm saying you build around Scotty and OG then. So do you get rid of Pascal? And in the then offseason? eventually you get rid of Pascal. That's what I. <clears throat> that is what I would then assume. Because Pascal will be the big. Three, four first round picks. Yeah, absolutely. Three first round picks. Pick swaps. That Dejounte Murray. That that Rudy Gobert type trade. Many picks, matching salary. I think if you're Toronto, if you can build around OG and Scotty Barnes, that's probably their best case for building a future contending team. Yeah. I don't think it's Gary Trent Jr. and Scotty Barnes is a is a core that can do anything. Yep. Phoenix is like. What's interesting about Phoenix too is they're not certain about Chris Paul. Well, he's getting older. He doesn't fit the timeline with Cam Johnson, DeAndre. They want to keep Cam. They want to keep Mikhail. They want to keep Book and Aiden. I think they like those four core guys. I don't. They're not. They don't love Aiden. I think I just, they didn't even re-sign him. They had to let him go get a contract from someone else, and they matched him. Like yeah. they don't love Aiden. They just didn't want. They just didn't want to. They're just being cheap bastards. And didn't want to pay him until but they they're new, like, okay, we have to pay him. But they they knew damn well they were not going to let him walk. They have a new owner who's making decisions as of this week. I think we could see the Suns do something. Might be something around the edges. Nothing crazy, but I could definitely. Yeah, they're see not getting Chris Paul. Chris Paul is not going. Anywhere. I could definitely see them making a move. Um, well, we're wrapping around fifty-five minutes right now. Do we have any final thoughts before we uh, depart? <sighs> you know what, Jack? I mean. Mm. Grant Williams is another guy that Miami really likes. Uh, he's, he's on an expiring contract. Yeah, he's gonna want decent money this off season. Uh, I don't think. What do you think about that? I don't think contending teams should trade like their core pieces, core players that play a lot of minutes. I just don't think that's a smart move. Boston can win the finals this year. Why would they trade their sixth, seventh man? Yeah, or seven, eighth man. I don't know. That guy, he still played great for them in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, I don't think I have like too many other thoughts. I just know trade deadline 3 p.m. Eastern time Thursday. Um, so we'll probably we'll probably record Thursday night. We're gonna record Thursday night and yeah, and and, uh, and uh, I think I think in our next episode we'll have that musical guest for you. This is a little bit long of a podcast. I want to throw on another five minute five minute uh, piano solo. But um, we'll be getting that to you soon. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we appreciate all of our fans Yeah, it'll be interesting. It could be a quiet deadline. could be a really quiet deadline. We don't, we don't know. but could be loud. could be quiet. But, I hey, think... give, us a, give us a check out on TikTok. We're posting some TikToks now. Yep. Trying to be promoters. Um, well, this we, we have a 
this door is opening and closing yeah, so we have much. Yeah, we have a lot of promotion going on behind so, us. So we got to get out of here. And thank you very much. Remember, there's no more ride on the bench. It's Jack and Trey. We're off the line. Hey, <laughs>